Well, good evening, everybody. So it's only three weeks left before our shootout. We're trying to get through as many drivers as we can. So tonight we're going to be talking to Chris Pollard. Uh, he's just been a great driver that's uh, really kind of shot up once he got into the V8 BMW and, uh, you know, took a championship home uh, two years ago and came, I believe, third last year. So third or fourth, fourth maybe last year. Uh, so he just missed out on the podium last year, but it was a great time to uh, to to see him drive and, and enjoy it out of the shootout. So just with these three weeks left, also just a reminder to invite anybody that wants to drive in the shootout. Still tickets available for that, as well as the Sunday fun day, the Pro Rowdown, where we have drivers, our pro drivers competing with the grassroots guys and just sort of throwing down, having a good time. I see Chris is ready, so I'm going to let him jump in and we'll get going. Give it a second while he loads up there. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Sean. Good. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. Well, you're the first guy that's been in the garage with an actual car. So well, I like that. I like that. We can get to see under the hood and, and go through all that. Um, so for those who don't... Okay, Cole, Cole's Cole, got a good Cole, comment there. Cole's a funny guy, right? <laughs> well, you're uh, you're gonna find out here right quick how reliable it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Go ahead and just introduce yourself for those who may not know you. They're watching, coming to the shootout to see us. Yeah, you bet. So uh, my name's Chris Pollard. I'm uh, number five hundred nine in the Spec B Drift Series, driving a an E46 BMW. Um, LS, uh, six liter currently, uh, four speed dog box, and we just put a quick change in for this year. So it's been a nice uh, addition. Um, yeah, I've had a pretty, pretty good luck at some of the Specty events as of late. Uh, I think 20, was it 21? No, oh, no, 2020, I think I won the championship. And then 2021 last year, we had a had a good time at the shootout. It was a lot of reliability issues, but battled our way up to fourth. So, yeah. All right. So let's go back and we'll talk about sort of what got you into drifting, maybe the first car that we would have seen you in. Um, that was probably maybe a challenging year as well. We saw you uh, have a few, few brushes with the wall and some different things with that car. Why don't you just give us a rundown? Yeah. Yeah, so my first experience in Pro-Am was with uh, an older Toyota Cressida, uh, one JZ single turbo thing. Um, it was actually a pretty good car. Um, it had some reliability issues in the drivetrain. It, it liked to break axles, but I had a lot of spares. Um, yeah, I think we found found the wall at the oval track at EIR once or twice, and then pretty much wrote the car off at... Uh, Castrol the one day there um, on on the big bank layout I think I, w I ended up going up and over and uh, head on another wall yeah yeah I remember the uh, just a picture of you taking your uh, wheel for a walk with the coilover attached to the hub and that was completely separated from the car uh, so was, yeah. it, was this a driveline issue that would have caused you to was it a broken axle that put you into the wall for some of those or did you ever really find out what that no was? i think that i think that one was actually like fuel and or engine related i think it kind of cut out i i'm not 100 percent sure to be honest but we were having some fuel pump issues so it kind of leads me to believe but 
I don't remember if I have any GoPro of it or anything. So not 100% no. sure. That's some of the scariest things because when you're on any type of banking or, you know, especially when you think of a, a bank with the, with the walls at the top, as soon as you lift off, you tend to ride up the wall and yeah, you'll find it fairly quickly. So if you get yeah. any type of power loss, it's a, it's a bad way to, <laughs> to end your day. Well, while, while we got you there, why don't you just go ahead and go through your current setup. If I don't know how your connection is or if the car's up on a lift or if you want to show the engine. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we can. Nice it's um been doing. Yeah, so actually the last last Thursday when we went out it um we had a issue with our valve train and dropped a valve into the motor and beat up the piston pretty bad. So for okay, there we go. For Saturday last week we took the head off, changed out the piston and rod, um, dropped the pan and all that kind of stuff, get in the motor. Um, and so we're actually just checking it out now. You see, we got some of the, got the oil pan off again and we're back in there. Um, some of the bearings weren't looking too hot. They had a bit of junk run through them. So we're just going to roll some bearings into it here, I think for mission and, uh, should be all right, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's a six liter LS, uh, really basic truck motor, like, a. I think it's an LY6, so that's like a iron block, dish piston, truck engine with the rectangle port heads, made 400 wheel last year um, on the dyno. Uh, we have the FDF suspension setup, which isn't currently bolted on the car, but will be soon, so can I get a pretty good look down at the knuckle and everything now, I suppose. But yeah, so FDF, knuckle, full kit. Uh, knuckle adapter this is about a year or two old compared to their they just dropped a new kit which i don't have yet but uh yeah it's like 75 millimeter over stock for arm length 70 degrees of angle plenty to drive on um one thing i really really like about it is these hard to see but these tie rods so it's mm -hmm. a solid aluminum bar with a heim that goes straight into the rack and a heim on this end as well on the outboard side so those are really, I've had really, really good luck with those. They're super strong. Don't really break or bend or anything like that. Knock on wood. So um, he sells the adapter that screws onto the end of the rack then, and then it goes on. Yeah, or is that yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, this is, this black part here is an adapter mm -hmm. that screws right into the rack. And then there's just a bolt with a couple of like shins in here, holding that high in. Right. And then they're both a, yeah. like opposing, uh, thread pitch so you can yeah, just yeah exactly so you just uh loosen each jam nut rotate the arm to lengthen or shorten and tighten it back up and you're done yeah, yeah. I, I see uh, i see lots of josiah's uh posts that he does there and to be honest he kind of reminds you of you uh reminds me of you in that he's very <laughs> like uh methodical and thinks of absolutely everything yeah i mean i was oh, talking to you there last thursday nice. about just just your you're building the bulkhead behind it and you know you're the only one that's used a 3d scanner in our series <laughs> yeah yeah so i i recently purchased that 3d scanner i'm gonna start doing some scanning work with it um yeah on the side kind of thing but uh yeah no the it really opens up a lot of opportunities actually i'll come around to the other side it's mm -hmm. a little better view um for that bulkhead but yeah i guess inside 
Uh, TJ Auto built me this trans tunnel a while back, so that's been really awesome. Um, I've got a, a Tex Racing T101A tranny, so that fits in there nice, the side shifter. Um, of course, an FDF handbrake. Um, really, really simple setup. Just uh, all the electronics are down here. Um, Holly uh, Terminator X ECU. Uh, all our relays, fuses, everything right there. All of our boss blocks powered uh, and uh, ground. Joel with uh, Canadian Performance Injection wired this whole thing for me, and he did a really, really fantastic job. Mm -hmm. It's been been really easy to work with and awesome to just uh it's just he did a really nice clean job in the bay he kind of terminated all the ends on the holly harness too to clean that okay. up um just to keep it nice and tight and clean um i don't know got a few other things back here this nice oh, ultra chiller <laughs> shirt have you had do you have your setup yet sean or no oh, i'll be i'll be having one? it i got the, the yeah. shirt finally but we do have one in the in the RX-8 that we're working nice. on. Nice, yeah. Yeah, no, these are awesome. The highly, highly recommend these Ultra Chillers. It's a really great bang for buck system for uh, a cool shirt setup. It makes a massive difference, even on like a, a 20 degree Celsius day, I still mm -hmm. run it. It's uh, keeps you nice and cool in the car and you're not <laughs> sweating like crazy. You can see the fire suppression kind of hidden back in there. Um, yeah, I think the uh, shirt is almost as much as a system, to be honest. They're, the shirts are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not too bad with Ultra Chiller, I thought. I thought they're like okay. 100 bucks, but maybe. maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're, the system's really affordable, so it's really yeah, not yeah. bad at all no, it's not um, bad for, for what it is compared to some of the cool shirt or whatever. Um, well, I think having that for mission, especially if we get the heat like we had last year, would be... Oh, my goodness, yeah. ...would be uh, a lifesaver. I didn't see catch you like while you were on grid but i definitely remember seeing ryan out there and he was you know mm -hmm. he, he was looking pretty pretty done by the end oh of the, yeah by the end of the no I, it with i think we had 30 or 35 degree days yeah i'm gonna grab a flashlight but um yeah with the heat it's uh it really really pays off to have that cool shirt set up yeah, sure. um any anywhere above 20 degrees i run it pretty much um it's pretty hot yeah especially in the car it'll get hot but yeah so this firewall is all built with um was, so i did a full 3d scan of the interior of the car and then from there i don't know if the phone's picking it up great but yeah. uh, i designed a flange that kind of came out between four and six inches from the edge the whole way around okay uh with rib nuts and then they're just aluminum panels on the, uh, these are just aluminum. And then this is kind of the steel flange. So this is just tacked and seam sealed in. And then the aluminum is put in there with rib nuts. Um, yeah. yeah. So did on, a, on Thursday when you were out there testing, did you find that any smoke was coming in or it was pretty sealed up nice for you? No, it's 100% sealed. There's really? uh, right. absolutely nothing, no openings in it. I went through with a flashlight a few times. Okay. And just made sure that it's 100% sealed. I mean, the, the fuel cell is sitting, like, literally behind the passenger seat. So I wanted mm -hmm. to make sure it was very, very uh, secure and sealed. Um, right. Just for safety purposes, right? But, yeah, so I, I haven't washed it since last Saturday. But the fuel cell, we've got a 10-gallon radium cell. Thanks, Cole, for hooking it up on this thing. Um, <laughs> got it sit riding, riding shotgun in the back. Um Similar idea with 3D scanned and uh, CNC cut panels here. 
it it works awesome they just uh slot right in it's like a puzzle piece most of them like when i cut this flange most of these pieces so i think it's in five pieces the whole way around they would fit in like a puzzle piece and they wouldn't like fall out of the car they would just hang there so it, it's really really, nice. really nice yeah. and accurate yeah yeah we really See, have to give a, a shout out to colo when he uh terminates a build we tend to grab some good parts <laughs> oh yeah I, no i yeah yeah <laughs> i think everyone everyone uh worked out with that yeah i think he made out pretty good and we all got some good parts that nice radium fuel cell i picked up an oil pan from him too definitely sure. yeah, shout out to Cole. <laughs> I, I guess the field coilovers that we're going to be using in a future project so oh yeah you got some too nice yeah, yeah. some from right on. Some cole's uh abandoned build yeah yeah <laughs> Right on. All right. Yeah. So you're the first, nice. you're the first person in our series, I believe, with uh, Quick Change. I, I, well, okay. We'll back that up. John Bernstad had a Speedway Performance Quick Change yeah. in A86. Right. So before he's texting me madly that he did it first, <laughs> you're the second guy in our series with uh, Quick Change. Um, so now you run it for two, you ran it on, on a Thursday for practice, and then you also ran it at our grassroots competition um, yep. last Saturday. Uh, did you get a chance to change gears at all and, and try it, or, or what did you feel? Yeah, yeah. So at uh, Stratotech on Saturday, um, just before the competition, I think for the last session, I changed to a slightly shorter ratio than what was in it when I first went. And yeah, it's perfect. Um, I'm really, really happy with the decision of going this way. Um, for me, like it, it worked out really well because I've got a really good fabricator uh, friend, uh, Holland Fabworks or Sheldon Holland. Um, and he has fabrication table, a lot of kind of experience and welding experience and everything. So him, we kind of worked this out through the winter, um, mm -hmm. brought the subframe over set it up in a jig, set the diff in there where it needed to be, um, all that kind of stuff. Didn't quite have the 3D scanning stuff yet, so we were uh, more doing this freehand and just looking at it. Um, but he's right. got a CNC plasma table, so you can see a lot of these, pretty much all of these parts here have been CNC plasma cut out. Um, yeah, everything mounting on here and, and going to the subframe. So we went straight to the subframe mount to the car pretty much and then built from that to get to the diff on the sides right. and then on the front there's just uh like a plate there that bolts to the subframe and then also bolts to the front of the diff so pretty pretty standard way to do it and then got a just that like black protection bar kind of running underneath so that's the lowest point uh kind of protect the diff a little bit but right because that's all just yeah no for me yeah, yeah, it's all aluminum. Um, worked out really good for me doing it this way, cost-wise and everything. We uh, just doing the work yourself. It's a little cheaper, and then oh yeah, I built these like it's kind of hard to see up in there, but the uh, that aluminum block there is a spacer for the axle. So right. it's actually just running M3 axles and then an adapter to get to that to put them in the okay. car and fit. Yeah. So for the, for the M3 axles, when you did this, this adapter plate, you don't need to modify the axle at all. It's just no, totally stock M3 axle, um, and they just bolt right up now. So yeah, yeah, that's that's really yeah. good. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's that's a benefit, especially with the the probably the cost of uh, quick change. They're not they're really not that expensive when you start breaking down what carry mobile mm -hmm. dips would be. Um, did you find that you could really, you know, I, uh, I back it up here. We've all changed gear ratios in a diff, but it's usually like you go to the track and then you think you're going to change the gear ratio. So you go home, put a new ratio in. Mm -hmm. It's a week later till you're back out to the track. And lots of times in my mind, I don't really even notice that we changed anything because now you're just still like, you're not back to back runs. Right. Did you find that it was really noticeable difference with the ratio change? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we changed um, about 0.3 uh, a difference in the ratio and it was definitely noticeable. It's um, the car was struggling in fourth a little bit, kind of coming up into the carousel. So the fast sections of track um, going right. up and over, I think that's turn four yep. going up into the carousel and then it'd be turn, I think six, I guess, coming down and out. Right. So it was struggling to have the power in fourth to keep the tires lit up at that point. So we went to a slightly shorter gear and then fourth was perfect for that whole section. So kind of would be third the whole track uh, aside from fourth gear entry into turn one and fourth gear uh, in those couple of faster sections like up into the carousel and then down and out of the carousel with like a, a downshir downshift to third in the, wow. uh, in the carousel. But that's awesome. We, we yeah. might have to talk to Rick at RTS and do a group buy for our guys. I mean, <laughs> half of us just want to take the uh, cover off and just change the change the quick change. So we feel like we're an FD and doing something cool. But yeah, yeah. I mean, know, I, I, the, the I don't know how much. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like how many times I'll be changing the gears otherwise, but I've got about five sets now that are all kind of in a nice wheel speed range fourth so we'll we'll see yeah. we'll kind of switch through and see yeah yeah well I'll, I'll be really curious to hear your feedback on the mission layout and just to see how changing the gear ratio helps you out i mean we're all about seeing you know once somebody tries it and and actually you know has the benefit of it right yeah uh, it, it's important for you know our level of drivers to kind of you know is it a good bang for the buck or was it or is it more of, you know, just a cool factor? But I mean, if it if it changed on a little track like Strato enough that you could just leave it in fourth and, and find that perfect, you know, RPM range, then it seems mm -hmm. like it should work for the shootout and some of the more challenging tracks that we go to. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's definitely a good setup. For me, it made the most sense to go this way. I was going to spend more money having M3 diffs and an M3, mm -hmm. a full M3 setup. And it's less usable because you can't just flip the gears out of it. So it, this made yeah. the most sense for my, for my options anyways. Cause I, I actually, I had really, really good luck with the 188 millimeter BMW diffs, like the stock diff that came with this car. I think it was a 3.46 ratio and I only ever blew up one of those. And that was at Strato Bash last year. Yeah, so it actually held up pretty good. But yeah, axles were becoming a problem too, because right. I was I went through at least one axle a year. I think one year I blew two, so it's kind of one of those things. I always got lucky; they only broke on a practice or a fun day. But it would kind of suck if it breaks in comp, and then they're they're kind of difficult to change too. So, right in like yeah, a five no, minute. I, I don't know if you'd actually get that. it done. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, I know I know sometimes the axles are tough to change, and I mean that's. That's something that's, 
you know, unless you're buying brand new BMW parts, which most of us aren't, we're finding something used. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they've been through and, and then we're putting it into like a race application and yeah. that can sometimes take you right out of the competition. I mean, basically, yeah. um, you know, if you, if you break that, even in the double elimination format, the highest you can get is third then. So if you're, you know, mm -hmm. if you're chasing a championship or let's say even in today's scenario of our, where there's only two licenses for a shootout for a top yeah. 32, that automatically takes you right out of the running for. You for pretty much can't have a failure. Yeah. During right? the so, yeah. you know, it, it, it is, it's tough. So I, I like to see, mm -hmm. see this and, and see, I don't know. I, I always, I'm, I'm probably more excited than some of you guys when, when I watch you, when you announced around Christmas time, your, your quick change, I was like, this is the coolest <laughs> yeah. thing ever. I was like, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see it. And I can't wait to, to get the feedback because, you know, we, we see so many of the pro level guys obviously running it. It's a, it's a proven thing. V8 dog box, quick change. You have the perfect recipe now for, you know, a prospect car basically. Right. But yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's uh, it to go to prospect with this thing, it, wouldn't need a ton of work aside from probably you'd want some more power. So whether you do yeah. a bit of a higher displacement NA motor um, or put a blower or something like that on a motor like this, it would, it would only need another hundred wheel probably. So it makes about 400. Now I think with 500, you could be semi-competitive. It probably wouldn't be like a showstopper of a car, but it would do well for sure. I, I think if you're if you're 500 wheel in a car that you know as well as this one, yeah, um, I th think that's something because I mean we we all watch the the prospect competition and there's a handful of people that are really comfy in their chassis, and then yeah. there's a big chunk of the competition that you can see that they're still dialing, struggling, in. and yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, for for guys like like us, it's it's really tough to take a full year developing your chassis running fd because you know it's it's a very big investment off the start anyway right so going with a, a yeah platform that yeah, you know no it's quite expensive to run yeah but um okay let's go yeah. through a little bit more i mean we're, we're just beating on your car i'm not asking you all the regular questions because this is the intro this is what people want they want to know how did you you know, get towed off the track on Thursday night. And then on by Saturday morning, you're back running. I mean, I have oh, people that yeah. blow a motor and they're like, I'll see you in 2023. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was totally expecting to have a conversation with you that I'm not making the shootout. And then here you are on Saturday. So give me, give me how you got that. How, how'd you pull uh, it together in, in today's? Yeah, I mean, on, honestly, we just have a really, really good group of uh, people around here and a lot of my friends that uh, help out with the car. And there's uh, Nathan's comment there was uh, perfect. We'll, we'll add uh, a, a big thanks to Pat Fontaine as well. We've got one of his Christians and Rods in here. That was a uh, very, very big help. Um, but yeah, no, so Thursday, I think lap three or four, uh valve broke at the base of the stem so the the valve exhaust valve was bouncing around in cylinder seven there um so you know we got really lucky how the uh 
It didn't really damage the cylinder wall at all. There were a, a, there was a little bit of damage, but nothing too severe. So uh, we we got the head off Thursday night, um, and we found all the damage. So we knew we needed at least a head and a piston and rod um, if we weren't going to go the route of a full motor. Um, we so Joel with uh, Canadian Performance Injection had a, another set of heads. Um, Pat had that piston. Joel had a bearing too. So we kind of just decided we have all the parts to do it and to try it. So we took the oil pan off, took the other head off, and changed to the new heads just uh, in case because we weren't too sure about the valves in the existing heads. Last year, we had to spin them pretty fast because I lost my third gear when a rock got stuck in the shifter at the shootout. So oh, I think okay. we were spinning to like 7,600 or something like like that. Too fast for stock like LS3 type or L92 type head components. Um, right. And then at practice, it, it just came loose or let go. Um, but yeah, Back to the motor build, we had uh, a lot of my good friends come over. So Jonah, Eric, um, Joel, Maddie, my girlfriend, was in the garage helping out too. Travis was there. Um, yeah, we really just started thrashing on the car and getting it ready for Saturday. Um, take the head off, take the oil pan off, knock the piston out the top, um, clean out the bore a little bit with a ball hone, and put the new piston in. And that's... Uh, Pretty much it. The the LS engines, a lot of them can be pretty forgiving. Um, you just have to kind of do the right things. Um, it, in this one, you know, in it worked great Saturday, so that's good. Um, we didn't really have any failures or issues. We found a lot of metal in the oil filter when we checked it after Saturday. So that's why the oil pan's off right now, and we're just changing out a few bearings. Because okay. they're looking looking a little bit rough, so I think we're just putting new bearings in, and hopefully that'll kind of well, fix the issues. Really, it it just seems like uh, some piston pieces got down in there and got pumped through everything. So there was some uh, <laughs> there was some uh, material that went through the bearings that it wasn't really ideal for it, and scored up a couple of them. Um, in all reality, they probably would be fine. The car was still making really good oil pressure, but it just kind of damaged a few of the bearings. And, and you have the time to do it yeah. and you have the parts and that's probably a, yeah. a cheap insurance to, to do anyway. I mean, um, so you got a couple of heads coming with you and the rest, you got probably what, six more good pistons from Pat that you can get. Well, Pat did a good job wrecking that motor, so I don't know if there's that many. He did give okay. me two, so I've got at least one more. Um, okay, and you're bringing that. So if Friday night we see the car on well, dash, yeah, you guys, no, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna hope we're gonna hope we don't have to do that. No, no, <laughs> but, no I was just yeah, I was really yeah, no, for sure. Uh, when I walked over to your pit area, Joel has. Uh, I don't know Joel well. I just you. His personality is like a magnet, though. Uh, oh, you yeah. hear his voice and it's like, the car could be on fire and you're like, this is fine. Uh, yeah. We're good. See you. We're out on the next run, right? And yeah, yeah. I think that's No, probably... he's good. He, he's the man, honestly. Like, he, uh, he's been an amazing help to my team and everything in the last year. And it's been just over a year now since we've kind of been closer, a year and a half. But 
yeah, no, he's been really awesome. Um, yeah. Really, really yeah. knows his stuff with the LS motors, that's for sure. And it, injection it's systems. It's that personality that's amazing, though. Yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he... Like I like I said, I don't know him that well. I just I know him from around the track, but it's just positivity a hundred percent. Like he was full on. You guys had the head off, I think, at the track, didn't you? Uh, we didn't quite get that far. We got we got the spark plug out. We, of course, oh. it was the last cylinder we checked, so we we're pulling all the plugs out, oh, and right. we pulled that plug out, and it was crushed. So we're, okay, yeah, obviously something went through here. Right, right. Um, at that point, we pushed it up on the trailer, took it home, and within an hour, once we got it home, the head was off, and we knew what was going on. Excellent. So, yeah. All right. So enough enough about yeah. the 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 uh, unreliable LS. We'll say that, right? I like to put those jabs in there for a little bit. But yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, our, our most reliable people that have been been on course and lap after lap after lap seem to be uh, definitely like the Devotion Tire Team. You and Ryan. I mean it's it's non-stop driving i think you guys probably drive the most out of any of our drivers in the in the pro competition just the amount of seat time that you guys get and that shows just also on on your track performance right because uh, you came so how long have you been in the bmw just this is your second year or this is your third year in it oh no this is my uh this is my fourth, fourth? year is it fourth yeah yeah so, it is because um First year we had the five three. Second year right. we had the five three, and that was the championship year. Last year we went to the six liter, and then this year same six liter. Okay, but, so this is yeah. your fourth year. You've been in the BMW three years previous, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So then, because you, you went from like I can't remember where you finished when you were in the Cressida, but then as oh, soon as you jumped finished. into the 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 LS and the dog box, it just seemed to. And the BMW chassis, was that maybe the biggest change for you, just the ease of driving it? Yeah, I. this car has been a lot, well, somewhat more reliable than that Cressida. I, I think that Cressida was good. Um, it was just a little more difficult to drive with the engine and turbo setup on it. Uh, the turbo took a little bit to spool um, compared to an NALS where you just have to work everywhere. Um, not to say that it was bad to drive or anything. It just takes a little bit different um, driving, uh, I don't know, bit of different attitude towards it. Um, mm -hmm. And the reliability in the drivetrain was a big thing. That thing was always breaking axles, and that's always that's downtime on track. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say the dog box has been, like, a huge um, requirement or kind of thing with this car um i think just having a reliable drivetrain is the most important thing which right. that's the reason i went to the dog box I, it cost me the same to do the dog box as it would have to do a t56 or a different like comparable um ls transmission so i just went with the dog box because right. it's just the better option in your Cressida, were you running the what the r154 was that the... yeah yeah so there you yeah. go I'll sell that and pay for a dog box anyway. Those are an expensive. Yeah. Thing. Oh, now nowadays you could. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I think just well, I'll say that uh, the driving style definitely changed as soon as you got in the BMW with the big angle. I mean, we watched run after run of yours with me judging and and seeing all the multiple runs. This one just seems to 
maybe just fit your style better because you guys throw it in hard with big angle and the and it seems to really hold it and it just maybe suits the uh maybe your style better than what the Cressida did it just didn't seem as I don't know what's the word dynamic or or as flashy whereas the BMW just seems to to have that you know the x factor that they call it right mm -hmm. yeah well considering everything like the bmw even in its first year was the better car out of the two um and it's just been getting continuously better with me having it year after year and being able to make uh more and more setup changes get it dialed to the point where i like it um from the start the fdf fab kit has been unreal like absolutely perfect uh, lock to lock i mean you've seen it it runs it easily runs a 70 degree angle and the car is super hooked up and loves it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it just works really well. That kit, it's super smooth. There's no lockup of the steering or anything weird that happens. I kind of used to get that with the Cressida kit from like over centering the tie rod and all that kind of stuff, right? But no, these these things just work. Um, yeah. I'm a huge proponent for the BMW chassis, as most people know. Um, they just work really well. There's mm -hmm. uh, it, you don't need to do a ton to them to make them work well, which is the best part. All right. So if you're going to give your top five things that you need to do to a BMW chassis to be ultra competitive, go, go for the, give us the five things that you must do. For, for like a pro-am or just in general, just, I guess. So yeah. if, you, if you go out um, and you pick up a BMW, whether it's a, let's say it's just a bare, bare start. You don't have a motor in it yet. Yeah. You got to pick a motor. Uh, give us your list of the five first things that you'd put on the car to make it the best from your. Yeah, well, even so, we can we can change this up a bit. Even for like a more kind of street car or like a lighter end one. Like I've got a, a family friend of ours. Their son is just getting into uh, Nathan's dialed on the comment there. Get an LS, a dog box, and a jewel. Um, <laughs> we need that. But anyways. Uh, so I helped them get into a 330 CI car, uh, just a stock 330 they bought. Um, and so the first things you're really going to want to do for a more normal kind of car is weld the diff or lock it somehow. They do make like uh, a drop-in kit for limited slip for these beamers as well. So you could get a kit like that or you can just weld it. It's a bit easier and faster. Um, a seat is probably a good thing. Um, I mean, first of all, you're going to want to make sure whatever drivetrain is in it is very reliable and works well. There's no issues. Like, you don't have wiring problems or the radiators blowing up or the rad hoses are old or all that kind of stuff. Make sure everything works well. Um, then you, you could maybe get into, like, one of the bolt-on angle kits just to get a little bit more angle because they'll get you to, like, 50 ish degrees i think the like really there's some really cheap like hundred dollar or less bolt-on knuckle adapters you can get for these cars um that's kind of more on the cheap side like if you want to build something for pro-am or like the prospect shootout kind of stuff uh your if you have no knowledge of engines you're going to want to get yourself an ls just because they're very easy to work on you can do everything in the car. You can do, honestly, anything to them. They're, they're out everywhere. You can get parts. You can get yourself a spare motor for cheap. Um, 
all that kind of stuff. Uh, you don't necessarily need to do a crazy cam in or, or anything. Like the first two years of running this car, I just had a 5.3 with a sloppy stage two cam and the pack 12, 18 valve springs. It's like the most cookie cutter 5.3 LS build you can do. Um, and it worked awesome. Yeah. I ran that thing to 7,000 RPM for two years and drove like crazy on it. I don't, I've still not gotten as much seat time in the last, like, like last year compared to the years before with the five, three, that thing was right. just great because you're mm -hmm. changing tires less. You're getting a ton of seat time. I think seat time is one of the biggest things really. Um, but yeah, get yourself a dog box, get yourself a reliable transmission. So a, one of the good BMW ones, a dog box, um, a T56 works too. Anything that's good and reliable. I mean, you can buy, you can still buy new T56 Magnums. So that's a great transmission, especially if the car might go on the street a little bit too. Some right. people don't convert to like a full race car, so that's fine. Um, differential stuff, you're going to want to get yourself some 330 axles in the car if it's not a 330 um, for the E46 anyways. They're a little stronger than the 323 or 325 axles. Um, other than that... Yeah, I mean, for a pro-spec level car or pro-am, pro-spec shootout level, you're probably going to want an angle kit. I really like the FDF stuff. It's the yeah. one of the most affordable, easy go-on kits. And they're, it's especially if you're Canadian, it's a no-brainer because they're right. uh, it's it's in Canada. Like you yeah. you can buy the kit from Ontario. It'll be there. Uh, I mean, depending on, like, ordering a full kit takes a little time, but for spare parts and stuff, I've had, I've ordered stuff from Josiah and had it in a day or two. Right. To get that nice. on track. Yeah. 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 Unreal. Like, you don't, you don't get that from Part Shop Max or any of those guys, yeah, at least in Canada. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Not like, really anyone else. And it's, it's no. fast because the shipping's in Canada. So it's great. Yeah. So I guess yeah. what I was, yeah, what my thought is kind of going into, uh, like, the builds. Like, obviously, we're not, you, you never want to encourage people just to go crazy and, and overbuild their first car. But, like, let's yeah. say you're, you're good at driving. It's what I've seen over and over with, uh, you know, with a number of drivers is they tend to, they'll get hooked on, on, you know, go down one path. And they find out that if they would have just went to, like, let's say, even if it's a, a six liter with a, with a dog box behind it, they would have spent half the money than trying to make, you know, the nine transmissions that they blew up and strengthened or like mm -hmm. trying to make a BMW motor really work for them when it, it just doesn't like in some ways, like some of the cooling aspects, like, you know, unless you're redoing the entire cooling system, it tends to be any stock pieces that are in there tend to be like a failure point, whether it's the yeah. you know expansion tanks, the weird plastic clips that they use. So yeah, that's my thought is just like, if you were going to just give somebody the, it may be a little bit more at the start, but in the long run, it pays off. You're thinking five, three, good transmission, a big clutch. Yeah. Get, I mean, you don't need a crazy clutch. I just run a, like an ACT, six pox sprung it's nothing yeah. crazy it's just a normal 
I, they're rated for like 600 or 650 foot pounds. Yeah, like and you had no luck pounds. with like the seven and a quarter inch triple plate. Oh, terrible. I hated that. Right. So it's yeah. kind of like for me, I would think, okay, I, I, I have good luck with them, but yeah. you're saying like in that application, they don't really work. So if yours would be like just the, the simpler things that work on every single V8 motor is that big six puck sprung clutch. Yeah, I like, I really didn't like the tiny flywheel that that setup had. So it had next to no rotating mass, which was cool for revving the motor up, like without load. But yeah. as soon as it was driving, like clutch kicks were useless. They didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and the they burned out so fast for me, at least. Maybe I was just trying to clutch kick it too much or work it too hard. I know your cars typically have a bit more power than like my 5.3 had. So maybe it can drive through it a little bit more. Right. But if you're doing a bit of clutch work on those clutches, they just wear out really fast. The seven and a quarter ones, um, they get a lot of heat. Um, they can't. It seems like they can't handle the heat. I don't know. Maybe it's just the bad one that I had, but um, no, but I, I like the just LS1. It's just a normal LS1 clutch from ACT, and um, I, I'm not sponsored by them or anything either. I just their clutch no, has been really good to me. Th that's so, the same thing that yeah. Ryan was telling me as well. Like, yeah. you know, he pulls out his clutch disc, and I'm like, "This is after a year of use on it," and he's like, "Yeah, mm -hmm. that's like that's a great spare to have in your box." But, yeah. you know, and it, and it was just a single disc clutch. Like, yeah, I was very simple. Buy it for the power that you guys seem to be putting down. They seem to be fairly reliable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. and, and 400 wheel isn't really a lot, like, in the grand scheme of what guys run. Um, it's, it's like, it's a fair bit of power, but it's really easy to get there with the six liters. It's just yeah. six I'm, liter I'm, LS cam, yeah. and there you go. I'm surprised you're only 400 because you guys seem really fast at it so we'll, we'll give we'll give you that uh, 400 yeah. no i've got the data it barely made 400 we made like 399 and then we like iced the intake manifold and everything we wanted to make 400 and then we made 400 so well yeah you're, yeah. you're, you're driving like it's 500 horsepower so we'll give you that there um <laughs> yeah. let's go to uh you've, you've obviously driven quite a few different tracks i mean you when you were at your uh cressida you kind of toured a little bit in the Pacific Northwest and stuff like that. So what's yeah. a favorite track that you you like to drive that you've driven already? Uh, Stratotech. Stratotech. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think Thanks. so. Um, Stratotech with, I think, Park. Park and Stratotech are pretty close. Um, Park's really awesome, too. Uh, I think I had, I blew up a diff there or something, so mm -hmm. I didn't get, I still got like an hour or two of full track time, so. It was a lot. We were down there with uh, Denofa, so that was that was really great. Um, Excellent. I think it was me, Cole, uh, Drutz, and Bellahay were down with them for the day. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously that guy rips, and it was really, really nice to kind of chase him and get the line right away, and then uh, the park is a really, really fun track. There's a lot of, like, kind of small elevation changes and banking that makes it really, really nice. Um it can be really fast if you want it to be, or you can also go a bit slower and have a lot of fun still if you're learning the track. Um, Stratotech is really, really great, honestly. Like, I can't believe that we have that track within, I don't know, it's 25 minutes from my house, yeah. I think. It's pretty yeah. unreal. Um, very, very close. Uh, it has a ton of really good sections to it, fast sections and slow um kind of good for a lot of different driving levels and skills 
Yeah, I think that's sort of one of the tracks too. You can either run a real like run a really like fast line and just an absolute ripper of a line, or you can slow it down and you can add some, you know, transitions in between some of the corners instead yeah. of trying to link every single corner because when you do that, then that's the addiction at Stratotech, unfortunately, and uh, you consume a lot of tires out there. So yeah, that's what that's when the uh, where is it? you see the Zestino logo back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's when the Zestinos really start getting eaten up. Thanks, yeah, so. <laughs> Zestino and Devotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good um, thing for Devotion coming out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's Stratotech's great just because if even driving with slower guys or or cars that aren't as built, like uh, Jared has his stock s14 like totally stock ka I, I think maybe a couple couple parts on it but nothing crazy no turbo mm -hmm. or anything and we like i can run with him through the s's and through a lot of the sections and it's a lot of fun yeah. um or if you if i run with ryan like i took my dad for a ride along and i was chasing ryan and it was awesome we were like on his door we're within a few car lengths the entire track and we were hauling so yeah. that was yeah, that was sure. super fun yeah, if you're in fourth gear coming over between five and six, and that's it. Oh, yeah, a, yeah. That's a lot of going on there. Um, yeah, you're probably doing, I don't know, 110, 120 kilometers an oh, hour yeah. over yeah, the hill. It, yeah, something like that. I would actually bring my speed gun out, and we'll, we'll try it. We're, yeah. we're back this coming Thursday for right. for practice again, so that's going to be a be a fun time. Um, so what's, what's your favorite – uh, type of competition are you a fan of the shootouts or do you like the the series more where we're traveling around and doing multiple rounds um i think i prefer the series just because it's a bit more um long game than the shootout the shootout is like okay if you had a bad day you're you're kind of just out of it right like yeah i mean last year it, it we ended up doing pretty well with fourth it was just a absolutely exhausting time my my car build was really delayed at the start of the year and um had a lot of engine issues had a lot of other issues till Joel kind of saved us and then we I had slept probably a total of nine or ten hours the week before mission so yeah. going down was uh I was pretty much a zombie the whole time and then I think we had the throat bearing fail Friday so we had to yank the transmission out in 30 degree heat and it was just kind of exhausting but um yeah still was great good in the end but uh I I like the series a bit more I think it's a bit more I don't know maybe a bit more fun just having a couple more competitions um not each one being as critical I, I agree with that too you know um and I think in in part of it which is going to dictate what we do in 2023 is the change in the FD rules where they only do two licenses for 32. So our double elimin double elimination format uh, gives you guys a lot of driving and puts you into this like minimal prize money if you get to third place, but it doesn't, it sort of takes you out of the, uh, the running for the, the license. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if only we knew that at the start of it, but we found that out as we go along that you're only allowed two licenses for, a top 32. Whereas if you run a yeah. series, minimum three rounds, you have three licenses to give away. Oh, so okay. I, I kind of like that idea as well. And, um, you know, something we're working on a, a hybrid system of, uh, of a series for next year. 
Uh, with you competing in the grassroots uh, around one, which was last week, what was your thought on that? It's our first time kind of mixing it up like that, where uh, you just take guys like you that are running the pro series and then you're taking, you know, grassroots drivers or people sort of first time competing and throwing them into a competition. And, you know, the podium surprised me at the end of the day with uh, oh, yeah. Drivers, yeah. The drivers on the roster. Right. But, what was your thought on that as, as a pro driver and sort of how you saw the day run out? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it's, I think it's really good for some of the newcomers and or a little bit less experienced guys because um, they get to chase uh, guys with a little bit more experience and uh, know how on track, learn the line from them. I think the better drivers you're driving with, the better you get, right? the faster it comes. And uh, like you say, we had Dubai second place with a stock 330, just with an angle kit, FDF. But yeah, like, I don't know. It You you can get really far with low power. You just need to drive well. And yeah. it's honestly probably easier to drive some of those courses with a lower power car. Because yeah, with, I, with I would me, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, like with me, I've it's pretty... It was a pretty small course for a car like this, and trying to hit all the points, uh, especially when you're trying to go really fast, can be a pretty big challenge. So um, I, was, I was getting the line down pretty good by the end of the day, but the short practice we had at the beginning, I definitely didn't have it figured out uh, no. earlier on. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I had a lot of like positive interactions with the guys running too, saying that they were pretty happy running with the pro cars and uh mostly for learning opportunities yeah and yeah. i think that's really the uh the inspiration behind it was to to you know maybe inspire some people to to jump into competition like i see adam benson sort of got bit by the bug and he's going to be coming out and mm -hmm. running the shootout with us which is great oh yeah nice that's awesome um but like yeah we were we were watching probably jared was one of the ones that he he was just it was only the last outer zone that he was outgunned with his car. Yeah, you saw him coming out, and he there was just nothing left in that in that poor ka to push yeah. him out to the outer zone, and he just end up straightening out, and that's sort of what ultimately you know sort of made him lose in his battles. But okay. I, I agree, yeah. I, I like the the camaraderie, and it's one of those gambles that you take because uh, some people can get really hurt feelings by you know, going against uh, guys like you or, or Ryan and, and saying, well, this isn't fair. But in the end of the day, it, it works out kind of the, the way it does where, you know, Ryan had a failure. You got, you got the short end of the stick because you went and you and Ryan went together. first. Yeah. Off. We battled first. Yeah. <laughs> either one of you was going to be taking the, uh, you know, going, going the, the long way to the back up to third or fourth place. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, I appreciate that though because it, it is it's, it's the it's the the attitude of pro drivers that really feeds into everything else. So we like seeing that you guys are actually competing, and it's really good. Um, quick, couple of the just other quick ones there. Who's your biggest competition? And you can't say Ryan. Oh, I can't say Ryan. No, not Ryan. <laughs> you know what? I think I think this year it's going to be Cole, man. If he gets that Corvette together, he's going to be a ripper. Absolutely. Cole, Cole frightens me when he drives, though, because he's... Uh... I, me too. Yeah, no, he does not care. 
he will yeah. uh get yeah, it but now mm-hmm. he, he's doing the right thing he's got the good cage in there and everything like that now he's got a oh, yeah. so he might dial it down to that uh mm. 99.8% instead of you know 102 and uh i i think it'd be really good to see him drive in that corvette yeah also rick I, I don't think he's running the shootout, but unreal driving from Rick on Saturday. That was can, crazy. Can you, can you get him to put a cage in that car so that he can compete in I the shootout? I think he has his other shell. I think he's going to swap everything into that's cage. He, yeah. I kind of unreal, I kinda, unreal. Uh, I take him out of the uh, amateur guys. Like I yeah. kind of left him out of the the uh, like guys with the stock cars because. He drives with you and, and Ryan so much. Mm-hmm. If he had a cage, he'd be, I don't know, top six guaranteed in whatever. Fantastic driver. Yeah. Great. So Absolutely. we'll encourage him and just, I don't know, I'll lend him a hands device, whatever he needs to, to get him out there driving. I think it'd be yeah. great for him. Um, what's the plans if you, uh, if you take home a, a license? I know you still have your license from a, we had your license for two years. I guess it's expired mm-hmm. now. So yeah, I think it expires this year. Um, yeah. I probably won't do anything with it, to be honest. I think the, uh, like, looking at the prospect competitions, I just think there's better competitions to go run uh, to get seat time and have a chance at prize money and stuff like that. I think it makes a lot more sense. Uh, the prospect is, it, it looks good uh i think if you had some really big partners with you or a big bank account yourself to fund it then it's great um you there's a lot of really really good competition for sure but you really don't get very many practice laps mm-hmm. and their prize money isn't huge either like for comparatively and and not that it's all about the prize money or no, anything like that true. but it's a pretty big contribution to you know if if you can make it that far and yeah. get some of it right i think probably the pro two two to three years ago would have been really nice where you could run one or yeah. two rounds um and i think it's going to take them two to three years to kind of run through this new cycle where they have where not everybody who wins a license is automatically and you kind of still need mm-hmm. to show what you're doing um yeah but I, I think that's that's it but like in my honest uh you know assessment I've enjoyed watching the prospect better than the pro this year. Um, their driving just seems to be a little bit more fluid. I think with the equalization on the tires, yeah, it, it made the driving better. I mean, it, and there's some guys on those big 315 nittos that can really throw down, but like those cars are insanely gripped up. So I've enjoyed watching the yeah. pros a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you no, just like be, try yeah. to jump down, do one of the, the Florida's pretty tough. So clutch kickers is probably out, but I see some of the 50 well, K yeah, shootouts. Maybe, like maybe a, maybe a Florida clutch kickers, maybe something else. I don't know if the cards worked out, but I'm, mm-hmm. I also have a pretty good time just driving here. So, um, oh, thanks. I like that too. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I mean, we have a, we have a lot of really good drivers here, so it's, it's great going out on the, uh, the weekend or to the, the shootout stuff. Um, I yeah I think I I still prefer like the more local comps just because it's a lot easier on the uh, on the checkbook and the bank account but um, it, it is it is it's you know. it's uh, it, they're good either way though mission mission isn't too too bad so it's, no it's it's, 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 a, it's a nice one you know yeah. I, I 
I've taken my chance and I've tried to drive a couple of times in the US and, and try to do a push for running a bunch of events. And, mm -hmm. you know, today we brought back everything that we had from the States. So it's pretty, oh, okay. uh, uh, you know, second time that we pulled everything back out of the States right. and going to take a few years of no more US driving. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, you get everything. It's a, it's a challenge down there, though. Just yeah. having everything run and it's, uh, a lot of times we think it's a lot cheaper and easier to get stuff done, but it's 10 times easier to get stuff done here locally. It really seems to be. And yeah, uh, I mean, the cost is, is I'm probably, you know, 60% of the cost to do anything here as opposed to the U S. Yeah. Our, their tires are nuts this year. We're doing really good on the tire stuff still. So that's well, really a big portion of it and, and yeah. a lot of other stuff too. There's, I mean, even doing simple stuff like wrap, body work, anything like that. I mean, we can get it done locally with no deals for cheaper than you can in the in the U.S. And, oh, and okay. that's just yeah. that's just some of it. Trying to do a long term style program, right? You have mm -hmm. issues and and repairs and stuff like that. So, um, I'll let you just yeah, sort of close it out. We've been chatting for like an hour. Thanks yeah, for almost an hour there. Yeah. I really appreciate going through it and sort of seeing some of the you know, the quick change the setup and all that. Um, why don't you just give a, a shout out to some of the sponsors that, that help you out and maybe a little bit more background on the crew and what you're have come into mission. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've got some good close friends that help out a lot. Uh, one of my friends, Jonah uh, from school, um, he's over quite often helping me get this uh, thing together. Um, obviously Joel, with uh, Canadian Performance Injection, he's um, he's been a huge, huge help to this uh, program. A started off as a like more business relationship, like running his injectors and stuff like that, and turned into like a really close friend. He actually lives about three minutes down the road from me, so we see Excellent. each other quite often. Um, makes it easy. Um, yeah, Matt with Devotion Tire, of course, he's an absolute legend. Doesn't just do tires, he's happy to take an angle grinder to my rims when I need it. Uh, <laughs> anything else, whatever we need, help jack the car up during a five minute rule, all that kind of stuff. No, he's he's absolutely fantastic and always uh, helping guys out. I mean, he still does the $10 tire changes at the track, which is uh, absolutely epic, really, like with the, the cost of everything nowadays and maintaining that. Um, yeah, we've got I don't know, a lot of other partners on board too. Uh, FDF Race Shop, FDF Fab. Um, he, Josiah has been an enormous help to this program for many years now. He's been on board since day one with the BMW. So it's been going on four years now. Um, and yeah, no, he's always, always willing to help out and help get us back out on track or with a better setup. Um, we've helped him develop the kit a little bit with uh, just a few of the things that I've managed to break or do. And then, uh, yeah, no, there's a, a ton of partners. Um, my girlfriend, Madison, as well, she's done the entire design and application of wrap on this car uh, for me and keeps it up to date. Um, uh, A.R. Thompson Group, uh, actually the company I worked for, they're coming on board as well this year. So that's really, really cool of them to uh, contribute to the program and help me out in getting to events and all that sort of thing. Um, Silver Maple Numerics, local dino shop, local workshop out this way. They're uh, really awesome too, Josh. Um, 
what else are we getting to? I think that's the majority of them. Um, yeah, Big Duck Club, and, uh, Body Kit. Um, that thing has been actually outstanding. It's been on the car. This is the third year now, and there's, I, I really put it through the ringer, and there's hardly a crack in it anywhere. I knocked it into the wall probably about 12 inches last year at EIR, and it, it took it like a champ. Um, Zestino, of course. I mean, I don't know. We can keep going on. There's quite a few partners in this program, but uh, Zestino always helping us with uh, with tires and really, really grippy, sticky, and smoky tires. So it puts on an awesome show for everybody. Um, yeah, the fuel suspension. We've got uh, partially on board as well. I've been running their coilovers from day one, and they're outstanding. Um, honestly, I think they really, really transformed the car compared to some of the other brands out there. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on and going through the car. I mean, like I say, you're the first one to have the car. We'll be in the shop anyway with the car and sort of go through it. And I think that's uh, what a lot of people want to see. And uh, no, I appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your Saturday night. You bet. No, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll just adding to that, I'll say thanks to every all of my friends and family and everyone that helps out because I definitely can't do it alone. And yeah, there's a ton of people that don't don't get the attention that they maybe should get <laughs> with uh, helping for the car. I know it, like Eric Goings, especially he was here till we were swapping that piston out till about I think four in the morning that <laughs> last Friday night or Saturday morning. But yeah. yeah. And then yeah, you'd have no, to be out of the track, uh, run the start line the next day with no, no. Yeah. Issue, right? So yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. We, we, we do have a good, um, we have a great group of people that, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, we're always blown away by the camaraderie in amongst all the drivers and the teams and, you know, local shops jumping on. I mean, that's, that's a big one for us as well. I mean, Devotion Tire helps out the series as much as it helps out individual drivers coming out yeah. to every single Thursday. It's unheard of. When we go to the States, you, you don't find any mm -hmm. tire support out of the track. And we got a guy there every single time we're on the track. Yeah. So, Absolutely. It just makes the logistics so easy for everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It, it makes it doable, honestly. Like it would be impossible without I like I remember when we first started and it was uh or when I first started there wasn't a regular tire guy no. or tire shop that would come out and it was tough because you have to load everything in your car, especially when you're driving it out and coming back and but yeah. Yeah, we struggled a long time to find somebody like Matt yeah. and now we got him and we uh we'll never let him go. He's <laughs> He's yeah, stuck. he's uh, he's stuck now for sure. Yeah. He, yeah. he loves us too much, I guess. We love him yeah. too, but it's good to have him out there. All right, Absolutely. I'll let you uh, sign off and I'll finish her up. Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, take care. Yeah, you too. Well, thanks, Chris, for coming on. I think that was great to look at the car and sort of go through everything. Um, again, yeah, hey, he said it uh, great that the group of people that are around us, I mean, it's not always the sponsors. It's it's ninety nine percent of the time. It's the friends that come over on on the Saturday night and are wrench in the shop that help us out. Uh, quick recap here: we got a, a few things coming up this week. We have uh, on the twenty third, we're out at Stratotech Park for our open drift. So you don't have to register online. There is an online portion if you want to go grab your tickets there. But if not, show up to the gate, pay like regular um, spectators at ten bucks to come and watch. Again, we're driving a good four hours out on track there, three and a half, four hours. And it's, it is a really fun track. And we're going to be running a, maybe a couple of different layouts 
So it's, it's going to be geared to all skill levels as well. Um, and then again, where we got spots still available for the shootout. So if you're a driver that's, that's looking to jump in, all the information is available on our website under the driver's link. Click on that. And if you follow through, it'll give you the rule book. Anything that you need for technical questions, please reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to help you out. And uh, if there's something that you need, we can always, always find it from fire suppression, Hans devices to halo seats. We can usually get a good deal on all that. And again, the pro bro down, there's only eight spots left on that. So if you're looking to drive on the Sunday, uh, July 10th out at Mission Raceway with uh, the pro drivers. And also, of course, we have Chelsea to know for coming out. We're reuniting him with his old FD car, the uh, RX-8 three-rotor built by Bergenholz Racing. That's going to be out there as well in Mission. We're dyno tuning it this week. We'll have some numbers up, but the thing is rowdy as all get out, and it's going to be great to see Chelsea shredding in that. So getting a chance to drive with him on the Sunday is definitely worth the price of admission for that. Uh, tickets available will be right at the gate at Mission Raceway on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think they have a weekend pass as well. Just uh, come, come and uh, find us at the track at Mission July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll talk to you guys later.